Test one, two, two, test, test. Can you just test yours? Mic check, mic check, one, two. <laughs> okay. Are you, are you going to, you know, you can, <laughs> you can hear all that. <laughs> are you going to gulp it too? Amy, and I'm with my husband, Jason. You can say something. Well, I was going to introduce myself, but then okay. you introduced me. Should we try that again? My name is Amy. Hi, I'm Jason. <laughs> <laughs> my husband, Jason. So we got this idea to do this podcast to basically kind of maybe fill the gaps of when we're not talking at CR. However, it's kind of manifested into not only that, but just maybe like an unscripted dialogue for us just to talk. I think a lot of times you listen to certain podcasts, especially Christian podcasts, and it seems like people have their act together. <laughs> Why are you looking at me like this? Who are you talking to? I'm talking to you. Oh. So obviously I think it's pretty clear already that we don't have our act together. So I thought that just us talking organically, having organic conversations might be a little bit more relatable. Sure. I've never done this before. No, so it's just like we're having a conversation, but instead of just you and I talking face to face, we just have <laughs> microphones. But this isn't a video podcast, so all of these things you're doing, no one can see. You can. I can. It makes you laugh. <laughs> that makes me happy. <laughs> so I thought I would kind of organize this, is I always have the, these just weird tidbits of information that I just think are fascinating. And I need to info dump. And so I thought this would be a great place for me to info dump all these like weird little tidbits of information that I come across. <laughs> um, so I thought we could start with that. But then I wanted to talk about something really interesting that I found like biblically, because not only do I love to find, you know, things that jump out to me and just like some weird, like, you know, off brand topic, but I also love when like God's word just like cracks my brain open. I mean, what do you think about the fact that I want to tell you all my weird facts now publicly recorded for the world to also be able to soak them in like you do? Oh, I hear, I must say, I hear all your weird facts. So if you're going to share those with everybody, that's that much better. <laughs> all right. Are you ready for today's weird fact? Mm. Okay. Because this is a good one. All right. Do you know, do you remember how we talked about how in the Philippines they love karaoke mm -hmm. and how like they're just like crazy amount of Filipino people have like this phenomenal singing voices, right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So here's the thing. So like almost every single bar has karaoke in it. And so people just absolutely love karaoke. But there's one song in the Philippines that hardly anyone sings because since 1998, 12 people have been shot on stage while singing this song. I didn't think that this got really serious really quick. I well, thought we were talking about Filipino karaoke, <laughs> and now we're shooting people. Well, because it's totally random. And mm. that was what was, like, fascinating to me. Like, I feel like people need to know this. Especially, don't you think people need to know this if they're going to go to the Philippines? Yeah. And potentially... Get um, shot on a stage? Correct. So my thought is, like, 
I think this is valuable information because what if I go to the Philippines and I, <laughs> <laughs> I want to sing karaoke, which is probably not going to happen because I can't sing. Can we just stop there with that second about how are you getting to the Philippines? <laughs> you can't swim. No. You don't like boats and uh-uh. you don't like to fly. That's true. There's no roads to it. <laughs> so this might not be a problem that you need to worry about right now. Well, maybe not for me, but maybe there is somebody who can swim right on boats and fly. Who okay. may go there and need to know this. Okay. Okay. Educational bulletin. Correct. So the this, more you know. <laughs> so this song is like a ballad, right? Which I think the majority of the songs that people sing in karaoke are ballads, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So are you ready for what the name of the song is? Oh, I hope it's a poison song. No, but that would be awesome. It's not. It's My Way by Frank Sinatra. When do they shoot him at it? Uh, while they're singing. Like, know, if but they... like, is there a verse or a chorus or the... They did it my oh, way. No. <laughs> See, if I was in the Philippines, I would have immediately... I feel like I would definitely be subject to being shot. I don't know when it is, but what I do know is the one story I heard is one of the guys that was shot and killed was in a bar and the bouncer was like talking to the guys at his table and he he'd been practicing this song and he wasn't a great singer but he'd really worked hard at the song so he gets up on stage and he starts and he does good to begin with but then there's a high note which i think is probably the one that i just nailed a second ago <laughs> he goes to sing that part and he misses the note and then everyone in the bar like is like booing him and gets real aggressive that he messed the song up the bouncer pulls out a gun and just shoots them dead on stage, right? 12 people since 1998 singing this song. Now, here's the facts I don't know. I don't know if there's other songs that people get shot singing. It's just that this one was remarkable enough that it made me think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so what are, your, what are your final thoughts on this before we move on to Stay our next interesting? Stay away from karaoke in the Philippines. Just Lots me. of rounds flying. Just me or everyone? Everyone. Well, I guess take precautions, get a vest. Pick a different song? Mm, Yeah. Yeah. Or really nail the song, like practice. Well, this guy practiced. He? he? Well, I guess (laughs) not enough. Not enough. Super sad. I mean, I'm not laughing that he died. I'm laughing. (laughs) I'm laughing at the idea of, first off, my perilous trip over to the Philippines. <laughs> and second, um, how blown away everyone would be when I sang it, obviously. All right, are you. Is that a pun? You... Huh? Is that a pun? Play on words. <laughs> I didn't even think that. <laughs> I cracked myself up. <laughs> All right, are you ready for our verse? So we kind of talked about this, but I looked up more information on it because I wanted to kind of better go through what it meant and kind of, and I thought for our like inaugural podcast that this was, (laughs) that this was a good one because it's, I think it's good like for husband, wife, male, female. And I think it's important no matter what your relationship status is kind of my thought on this. So Genesis 2.18 says, it's not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. Okay, so that's the verse, right? Mm-hmm. So 
the word helper suitable is ezer connecto, which is the Hebrew word, ezer. Okay? So I knew, I had heard before that ezer meant helper, not just an assistant, but it meant a guide like we had talked about, right? And so I further looked into what exactly does ezer mean? And so the helpmate, who's the helpmate? Do we know who the helpmate is here? So do we, maybe we need to point that out. Uh, wife? Woman. Yep. Yep, woman. So the word ezer means a strengthening or a help in a way that a person cannot do for themselves. That was pretty important when I looked that up. And I thought, I was like, that's fascinating. So woman provides this strengthening or this help to man that he cannot provide for himself. Which, yes, as a woman, I... I like that because I mean obviously <laughs> what are your initial thoughts I guess when you just hear Genesis 2.18 probably just the the completeness of that union that God established so then you know that's that's why we're drawn towards each other and man and woman and I mean do we always get it right of course not but when you find that person that you can laugh with and just be with and just be in their company and their presence i mean you need to honor that relationship and build that relationship not just take it for granted mm -hmm. that you know you're going to find that special relationship like just around the block or mm -hmm. you know the next you know there's there's a hundred of them out there not so much i mean there's a there's that one person or maybe i guess you could say maybe there's two if somebody remarried or something like but it's just so hard to say like specifically that one relationship that person God has put in your life and to recognize that to begin with mm -hmm. and then to cherish it and honor it and grow together in God like that triangle we talk about mm -hmm. where you grow both grow towards God yeah for sure and I also think too the idea of the strength that you can't provide for yourself to me it's like we always talk about that woman's ability to fight for her husband spiritually to be in prayer for her husband to serve her husband not out of a place of duty or um, like from a submissive role, but as in a way of how that uplifts a husband in a way that he can't do for himself. I just like this because you ever heard the umbrella explanation? The umbrella is like God is above everyone, right? And then right under God is another umbrella, which is man. And then under man is wife and kids. The wife's under the umbrella of the husband, which is under the umbrella of God. And I'm sure some people can find Plenty of reasons to justifiably agree with that. But for me, I more like that idea of a circle probably in my mind where woman is helping man, woman's praying for man, woman's going to battle for man, and man is protecting woman, providing for woman. And you have this perfect circle and in the very middle of it, everything revolves around God. This was a God-provided help for man, but not just help, but in the way of woman is a sound guide. But I think the other important part of that is like as women, we have to be really um, intentional about what we're seeking for ourselves and for our husbands so that, you know, if we, if there is a power in that, right, if God's given us that, then really being intentional to not lead our husbands astray. I, I like that way you explained it. I just, I think that guide is important in life and I think it, it it's a, uh the relationship builds on each other and you build on each other's strengths and you, you also make up for each other's weaknesses. Mm -hmm. And that, that, like we used to say, like the rock to the kite, you know, somebody's like has all these ideas, but something needs to ground it and, and just that works together so well. And as long as you let it work together, 
if you start trying to do too much or assert too much influence, authority, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. over certain parts of your relationship, um, you know, it shouldn't be a, dominate, a domineering domineering thing. Mm-hmm. It should be equal parts. I, I think that's the way God intended it. And I think the, the roles, though, are very uh, laid out. I think they're biblically laid out, mm-hmm. you know, that the, the man is going to go out and he's going to do stuff and he's going to build things and he's going to make stuff. And that doesn't mean that women can't. It's just, you know, that's what we need for that fullness. Otherwise, we lack. And we kind of just look for things in the world to fulfill ourselves, and it's not of God, and we just get in all kinds of trouble. Mm-hmm. And I think women have that nurturing, caring, that, that but but also that's not to pinhole them, like, uh, you know, put them in a, in a certain role. I mean, they can go out and they can create and build stuff too, and you can just support each other in your roles and your relationship and just kind of grow together. You take you don't take offense so easily. You you seek forgiveness and you look for forgiveness and you mm-hmm. offer forgiveness as opposed to looking for offense. Well, and I think too the understanding of this information is important, even for people who aren't in a relationship yet. When they're looking, seeking, like who, you know, who is the person that is going to be the one that I want to share my life with, and then understanding that role as a woman of let me be steeped in God so that I know when my husband when he asks for advice that. You know, I'm letting God kind of take the reins on that. And then for a man who's single and just having like discernment when looking for a woman and realizing the impact that a good woman can have um, in a man's life. I think just the importance of understanding biblically that um, is important. So, you know, I wanted to kind of also kind of wrap up with talking just a few minutes about our, your last teaching that you did um, to kind of tie this back in because, like I said, it's quite unorganized and unfocused. But um, just maybe the main idea that you were trying to really relate um, when you talked about, you talked about action this last week. And I thought there was a lot of really good information. So I'm just curious to know, like, as you were speaking, what was something that was, like, really on your heart? Just, just uh, the choice. <clears throat> the choices, I mean, followed up by the action. And that free choice that we have, that we're given by God, um, and, and that's it's a it's a it's a blessing and a curse. That free choice. Um, he's not going to make us worship him. He's not going to make us, you know, adhere to his law. He's going to let us choose to worship him. And if we do, then that's that's where he finds us at. Um, action to continue recovery, to continue working it, and to continue looking for that next right choice, the mm-hmm. next right thing. Take that next step. And it doesn't all have to be done overnight. That's the nice thing about this. This is a lifelong process. Mm -hmm. So it's not perfection either. I mean, we're going to make mistakes. We're going to stumble. I mean, the world has fallen. And obviously, we're we're in the world now. Mm -hmm. But as we we continue this this path on our recovery, we can, each each choice builds on another as long as they're good choices and and narrows that path for us. And we stay off the wide path. We're on the narrow path. Mm Mm-hmm. But it, it basically is just that continual steps, and it's it's your pace, your pace with God. I mean, your you, you know my recovery doesn't equal somebody else's recovery. Maybe they're in front of me, maybe they're doing better, maybe they have more victory, maybe they're not, maybe mm-hmm. they're falling behind. God walks with each of us different on that path. But yeah, I think just not getting stuck, and that's the main thing about that choice is or that action. If you, if you start to see like stagnation and you're getting stuck, you need to look at the choices you're making, try to put it together better 
to follow his plan for you because mm -hmm. it's turning your life over to Christ and then turning your will over to him on a day-by-day -day basis. And that's, that's hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I thought the talk was great. Um, CR. We'll see you Friday. Yeah, that's right. You're right. We will see you Friday. And then we'll be back next week with another episode of A New Creation. <laughs> Why are you laughing at me? But, well, I'll be back with more incredibly interesting facts and some more awesome stuff from the Bible and from God's Word. So everybody just stay blessed, and we will we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye, guys.